Hey, Spencer, have you heard of Lisa Lampanelli? Oh, you're talking about the queen of mean, right? Yeah, but she's also become the queen of lean. Did you know that? She has a, a play called Stuffed, where she delivers brash, skinny insight from the fridge to your ears. No, oh, yeah, not, no. I don't think that's what happens in the play. <laughs> I've actually heard reviews for the New York Times that have said uh, Stuffed offers laughs, genuine pain, and even a bit of insight. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Why? Is that relevant to anything? Well, well, you know, yeah, Lisa Lampanelli, she's got a lot of street cred, and she's also got a new Feral Audio uh, podcast um, where she and her co-host, Mike Morse, uh, talk about health, food, body image, everything else to help you be the best you you can be. That's a that's a, that's a a real hairpin turn for the queen of mean. She's, she's stopped stomping on uh, political sensitivities uh, long enough to help you self-actualize and get, engage in some self-care. So what? She dishes out some tough love as she takes your questions about being fat? Fat, being skinny, being anything but right, and helps you grab a little self-acceptance. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, but there's other stuff too. Like if you if you want to get yelled at by uh, Lisa, you can email get stuffed at feralaudio.com, uh, and maybe she'll uh, she'll make you feel like a piece of shit on the, on the podcast, <laughs> or, or or maybe she'll make you feel better. I, you you don't know with Lisa Lampanelli, she's the queen. Of mean and lean, um, <laughs> give their give her hotline a ring three four seven four six four two six five four, and you might end up in the show that way too. But in either case, it's worth a listen. It's free. Like uh, I think it's very interesting that she that she's 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 like had some transformative n- nutritional experience that she and now is is, is doing insights because you know what's interesting about the idea of Lisa Lampanelli talking about body image and stuff is that we already know that she doesn't give a shit about what your feelings so and and what we probably need to do more of when we're talking about um, health issues and stuff is actually have some frank conversations we're a very fat country very diabetic country very diluted uh, v- vain. Um, uh, self-loathing, uh, shallow country. Like, like, what, what, what do we need to do to actually be healthy? I, I, I would trust uh, uh, the queen of mean turned queen of lean to, to, to tell me that. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to uh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. Kick the craving. Subscribe to get stuffed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com/slash get stuffed, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage. The new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. So, uh, my name is Alvaro Rodriguez. I'm the screenwriter for The Last Rampage. As a writer, to me, I'm less interested in genre and more interested in character. And, you know, I've written in a lot of different genres, you know, um kind of horror genre thriller or action movie or kids movie or you know different kinds of things and it was always more I was always more interested in character and hadn't really quite done something like this before but was just uh, really drawn to this idea of um, of a guy like Gary Tyson who you know had been in and out of institutions from the time he was you know a kid um, and uh, and having sort of raised three sons from behind bars uh, and how these three sons kind of grew up in the Church of Gary and thinking that their father had been, you know, unjustly accused and unjustly convicted and all of this stuff that they were getting fed uh, from their mom, Dorothy, who's played in the film by Heather Graham. 
So to me, it was just, I was interested in telling that kind of a story, telling a family story. You know, to me, the most interesting stories are family in some, centered in some way. You know, they're elemental stories. They're stories that um, go back to, you know, to the most intimate and elemental parts of ourselves. So the idea of fathers and sons, you know, there's a line in the script about, in the movie about that, um, you know, where Gary tells his oldest son, you know, Donnie, there's only one law you got to worry about, you know, and that's a law of fathers over sons. And the only way you're going to, you know, get past that is, you know, by this, you know, by dying, basically. But kind of threatens him a little bit. But um, so that was really, you know, the touchstone for me, uh, trying to figure out how to tell that story. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. Meltdown, how are you tonight? Just as I expected. Guess what? Harmontown is in session, but not just any Harmontown. This is our 50th episode, rather, of Harmontown. Wow. It seems like only yesterday, for the very first time, I announced the mayor of Harmontown. Welcome to the stage for the 50th time, Dan Harmon! Comptroller Jeff Davis, wow. Hello. The f- for, 49, 49 times uh, bef- before now. I, I, I never thank you enough. Thank you. Yeah, you, you thank me simply by being my friend, Dan. That's oh. all I need from you. That's good. That's good to know. All right. Please, ma'am, would you please have a seat? It's <laughs> my girlfriend. Always late. How many episodes in was she your girlfriend, do you think? I, I, I have t- a terrible memory. Not for all 50, for sure. Right? No way, yeah. right? Yeah. No, yeah. 50 of the podcast, so yes. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh so, so it's not 50 Harmontown, just 50 yeah. podcast episodes. Because, yeah, we, we've been doing this for 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a whole phantom zone. Where we, we still have, like, all these things. We, should, we, 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 kept, we keep threatening to release, like, archives of the old recordings before we even thought this would be a podcast. Yeah, but we'd sound all young. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd be talking about Beetlejuice. <laughs> you know, we still talk about Beetlejuice. Yeah. Back then we were talking about it because it was just about to come out, though. Right, right. <laughs> um, we, got, we got a lot of stuff to do. So, hey, oh, uh, here's item number one on the docket. Uh, I, I'm assuming, I, I, I wouldn't ask this of any other audience. Uh, I feel like if there's 100 people here, the answer might be, there's a 2% chance of being yes. Does anyone have a five-hour energy? Okay, all right. Does anyone have a 20-sided die? Yes. Okay, see, yes. all right. It's still my crowd, still my crowd. Uh, yeah, I'm, feel, I'm feeling a little sluggish, but I'm going to force a manic behavior. Uh, I, I listen to the episodes, Jeff. I like the ones where I'm manic. I don't like the depressive ones. 
Well, why don't we send somebody off to the liquor store down the road? Because then they'll a, miss the show. They come here and they want to yeah, see. But, but that, that portion of the show is going to be shitty. The depressive portion. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> wow. Wait, come up here, sir. Come up here. A, a gentleman just came on stage, handed Dan what he referred to as an off-brand five-hour energy. <laughs> yeah. What, what, is, that, is that why you didn't say yes when I asked for five-hour energy? I wasn't sure if I had it in my bag because I just flew and I wasn't sure if I had it in there. What's anymore. your name, sir? I'm uh, Chris Dunford. Cr- Chris Dunford. All right. Yes, yes. Uh, fake name and uh, totally uh, my real name. <laughs> just in town to do some raping and uh, uh, using use using my ID from uh, from 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 uh, from, from, uh, from uh, um, Denmark and uh, gra- it says grape Kirkland energy shot. Should we do a commercial for it? Thank or? you so much. Grape Kirkland energy shot, the number one energy drink among anonymous rapists. <laughs> Hi. That's a fact. I'm Alec Baldwin for uh, <laughs> for what's it called? <laughs> grape uh, Kirkland? G- 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 <laughs> Kirk- yeah, Grape Kirkland Energy Shot. For real? Yeah. So, uh, so look, Dan's trying it. Does it taste just as shit as the five-hour yeah, energy? Yeah, it tastes better. That means it's probably yeah. working less, right? <laughs> All right. Well, it tastes good. Yeah, this will only last, well, at this point, 20 minutes, and then I'll drop dead. I keep, I keep compiling these. I've, I've, I've adopted these in place of Adderall. Street Adderall. And what, what, what was your name again? Barry Dum- Dumplum? Uh, Chris Dunford. Chris Dunford. Uh, and where do you hail from, Chris? I am from Boston area. Yeah? Yeah. Woo. And uh, what brings you uh, to Harmontown? Uh, well, it's my grandma's 80th birthday this week. So, it all sounds uh, we so fake. Back. It sounds so fake. <laughs> Not a trace of a Boston accent. Chris Dumford from Boston. It's my grandma's 80th birthday. Yeah. I enjoy potatoes and skateboarding. That's I swear to God, I'm not working for Area 51. I can neither confirm or deny that. Actually. So, so your grandmother passed away in Los Angeles? No, she's 80. She, no, she, she did the opposite of passed away. Oh, sorry. She's still going. She lived for 80 years. I was just, Unless things no, have changed. Look, guys, I, I've been watching a lot of Columbo. I was trying to catch him in a lie. One more thing. Yeah. What's your grandma's funeral? I'm sorry. Oh, I, Tuesday? Don't! I don't know why I said... You know what, Chris? One thing bothers me. Right. Uh, if, uh, if she's 80, why are you burying her? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not passing it. Although one thing alarms me. I think I drank one of these three hours ago. For real? Let's see what happens. But a different brand. Different, different brands, so it's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can mix the... Okay. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, you, you, you visiting, you're visiting from Boston to see your uh, still-alive 80-year-old grandmother. That is correct, yes. That you plan on murdering soon. <laughs> Only for is it, is, is it, Right now, is she being killed by Ray Milland? And, uh, and this is to establish your alibi? This is all about alibi establishment, isn't it? That would have been a really good idea, actually. Yeah. But uh, no, I don't, I don't believe so. I've been watching too much Columbo, What you was guys? the movie really? I just saw? It was a Kevin Costner movie, Mr. Collins. What Mr. was the... Brooks. Mr. Brooks, yeah. Yes. Like, like, what if, what if, what if, what if the, the way he looked right now was all an elaborate disguise? Like, underneath <laughs> that, he's Seth Rogen, and he's gonna... <laughs> Uh, uh, Kevin Costner, like get, at one point, to get his daughter out of a murder charge, he boards a plane, puts on a fake goatee, and has kind of a long mullet wig and a denim jacket. Goes and hatchet murders someone. Comes back. <sighs> Spoilers. Yeah, I was about to say. Spoiler alert on that. Hey, one. here's another general spoiler. If Kevin Costner's in it, oh boy. <laughs> Careful. 
Bull Durham, man. Bull Durham's a classic. Bull Durham oh, is a cup, good Tin cup, cup and we're, yeah. Tin cup is a goodie. Yeah. I, tin, I just, I finally saw it. I finally saw it. Yeah. We, we had a little Kevin Costner uh, it's a a marathon. Go- it's a golf movie with Kevin Costner and Rene Russo. You are deter- There's no way you're going to like that movie. That's got everything There's no way you're going to watch it. No, no. But here's not, the thing. And, yeah. It's profound. It's Don about, Johnson. Don Johnson is an awesome bad guy in it. Uh, Don Johnson's agents in the audience? <laughs> That's the third time he's said that tonight. He just finished saying it at, the, at a pizzeria down the street. So here's your pepperoni. Uh, you forgot about Don Johnson. Hey, look, I, uh, I'm not paid to remember him. Uh, the, uh, I think yeah, that stuff kicked in pretty it's, quick. It's a profound sports movie. Um, it's not a good movie in the strictest sense. <laughs> Kevin Costner movie. I, mean. I love the position you've been put in. You're sitting here nodding about Tin Cup. Uh, uh, I just love the homogeneity of the people we bring on stage. Like any, any one of you could be Harmon. Chris, <laughs> how was your trip to Los Angeles? Was it wicked retarded? <laughs> Hold my wicked hand. Don't be retarded. Come in. My grandma's actually not from Boston. Oh, okay. I was, I was born in L.A., but... <laughs> All right, well, okay. Throw me under the bus. Um, <laughs> tin Cup's fucking good, Chris. Chris? Is it Chris? It Carl? Is Chris. Chris? Chris is okay. Back in the it's good. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a philosophically profound sports movie. Uh, it's, it's a, I, 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 it, it comes down to going for it or laying up. I, I really identified with the Kevin Costner character. He loves going for it. Mm-hmm. He's self-destructive. He's impulsive. He he. You can't. I can't spoil the movie. You have to watch the whole but thing. But right when it comes down to that last moment, when he's when he's in the uh, the U.S. Open, that's don't not, that's spoil it for real. Yeah, actually, I, I defy you to if you've never seen that movie to write the end of that movie better than they write. The I end defy of that movie. you to write a sports movie and try to f- try to get your way around the idea that in the third act of a sports movie, either the people that you love have to win or lose, and if they lose, it's a fucking bad movie because you love them so why would they lose or they have to win in which case it's a shitty movie because you knew they were going to win like there's only a couple movies that get around that and uh obviously Teen Wolf is one but uh are you saying Teen Wolf is mostly a basketball film it definitely is. There's a, okay. okay. Well, uh, how, no, how many, how, how many no, minutes it, of that movie are spent with anyone being a werewolf? <laughs> well, all the basketball minutes, and then some other ones too. No, there's a, a, a huge, yeah. huge, a lion's share of that movie is basketball. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, it's hitting me. It's hitting me. I saw the, uh, a tw- I saw a tweet today. Somebody fun Kirk- fact Kirk- Kirkland County's grape 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 shot uh, whiff of grape shot is hitting me. Somebody fun facted on Twitter that uh, Space Jam that we really got into last week uh, is the number one basketball film of all time. By what metric? Money? But by, by by your precious money? I, I, I don't doubt it. I, 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 it's certainly box office. When you yeah. when you pull it's together not, all the all the all the fucking ducats like 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 exchange or like 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 plush uh, uh, Bugs Bunnies with holding basketballs on Universal City Walk. Uh, who cares? It's vile. It's a vile practice. Make a, make a good movie. Oh. Gene Hackman from Ho- from Hoosiers is here tonight. <laughs> I thought I thought that was my uh, what's the guy from uh, uh, the Scrooge story uh, Jacob's uh, Jacob uh, Jacob Marley yeah um, like, like one clap like I, was, I thought I could only hear that clap it was like it's my dad in the back way to go Harmon way to let Space Jam have it 
This is what your careers come to. Sticking it to Space Jam. Um, we got a lot to do. What, what's your name? Curtis Armstrong? What? Something like that. Yeah. Carl, Carl, Carl's bad. Cabbage? Chris Dunford. Chris Dunford. That's like uh, my name. It's fun. Thank you so much for giving me a shot of Kirkland's energy uh, uh, now infused with grape. It says down here t- 10%, 10% less uh, MSG. Uh, uh, 2% of all proceeds go to the defense of the perimeter of our compound. <laughs> Uh, by the Mormons, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Huh. Chris Humford, everybody. <laughs> Can I say one thing real quick? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Okay. Say whatever you want. Since she's in the audience, Genevieve, you got robbed. You should have been the gang of America. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's foreshadowing. Genevieve, yeah. you got robbed. Remember that phrase. Sorry about that. Chris, Chris Humford, Humford, Thank you, brother. Well, that was a good segue. I think, I, think, I think Chris, Chris, Chris made an appropriate segue. The reason he said that is because there's someone in the audience that I invited down to the show. But I, want to, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to do what I usually do, which is we bring up a guest and then I spend so much time talking that people get uncomfortable because like, the person's sitting there. So let me just say a few things about why we're having her up here. Um, uh, last night... And you promise when she gets up here... She's going to do all the it's, talking. It's going to be a fucking cold-ass interview, man. Cool as a cucumber, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like, you're, you're going to be like, is, is Carson's ghost um, uh, 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 leaving his... Uh, 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 well, you'll figure it out. You'll figure out how to express your wonderment. I, think I, I, th- I don't think I should have had that five-hour yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah. Dan... You don't look so good, man. Weren't there, weren't there articles about it killing like teenagers or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's, oh, okay, I'm gonna die. Yeah, that's, that was, it was invented by the Viet Cong. God, <laughs> you know, out of all the things we thought would kill me, yeah. it would be weird well, tonight it, when oh, I die. You know, an assassin with a fake name comes on stage and gives you <laughs> and gives you some some homemade shit with a fake label on a, on a, on a, on a re. Uh, <laughs> woo, woo. <laughs> Kirkland. Wait, he left. He's gone. The guy actually is not here anymore. Yeah, he's not here. And he, yeah, fake name. Hold on a second. Uh, whoa! Dear Christ. Harmon accidentally took his shirt off and now is committing to the bit. What is going on? Dan, you know what? You look 50 episodes thinner. Thank you. It's just a little hot from energy. What? I think it's, it's, it's increased blood flow and your capillary networks are yeah, fucking I'm freaking all dilated. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> you might be yeah, you might be in need of medical assistance. I, uh, I think I was before and I finally got it. This is what it feels like to be alive. I, I'm just I waking just, up. I'm, I'm like Robert De Niro in Awakening. So I'm like, whoa, whoa, popsicles are interesting. <laughs> freaking out. Put me back. Put me back. Um, let's bring her up. I wa- you haven't said anything about it. <laughs> you intend to use your cracky, fake, generic energy drink brain to fucking never let her get a word in, and you go. That seems that seems abusive. <laughs> I'm teeing up. I'm teeing up a theatrical moment. Here. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm observing the. Uh, you know. All right. So last night, Aaron uh, McGathy, my girlfriend uh, and uh, live-in lover, 
Um, uh, we, she, she was just, I don't know why she landed on this. She uh, landed on this TBS series, this reality show called King of the Nerds. It's a reality show. It's very, very, like, straight up the middle structurally. It's, it exactly follows the template of every reality show. But finally, instead of like, who's the hottest? What's up with titties? Who wants to marry a midget? Suck a nut. Um, Joe, Joe Middle Road. Uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's like all variations on like, like th- you know, the people that you hang out with at your 10-year reunion. Like, well, what if they got to write a show? Um, well, there would be no writers. And then uh, we'd do that thing. Remember when we went to the mall that one time? Oh, the mall. Fr- friendliest mall. Eliminations. Um, it, was, it was interesting because it's like, it's nerds. They literally, they said, call it king of the nerds they gathered what they claim to be like the best of the nerds of the of the country and they eliminate one per episode standard standard reality show do they answer the question what's up with titties <laughs> it's I'm, I'm ignoring that <laughs> they they <laughs> a manic a manic from the yeah, energy you're, you're fucking losing your cool this is what we wanted um, it's hosted and I believe it's executive produced so I think they probably took it out and pitched it which makes me feel a lot better about it Curtis Armstrong aka Booger right. from uh, Revenge of the Nerds and Robert Carradine aka Lewis was yeah. that his name yeah from uh, Revenge of the Nerds the main nerd um, uh, it's hosted and executive produced by them and then they gather these nerds and they have them in nerd competitions and they eliminate nerds um, so but here's the here's the interesting thing about it to me so I sit in bed with last night with my girlfriend she surfs through the uh, ether sphere. Um, new, uh, coined it. Um, she finds this show, King of the Nerds. We watch, in the span of three and a half hours, we watch the entire eight-episode run of the first season. We watch the entire thing. We got nothing to do. It's Sunday night. Fuck it. I sit there and play Minecraft while I'm watching it. We watch the whole thing. Um, and at the end of it, we're like, oh, I hope that girl wins. Like, like oh, she didn't win. Um, spoilers. Uh, and, and then Aaron goes, oh, she's following you on Twitter. I tweet her, hey, me and Aaron think you should have won. Oh, thank you. Hey, if you're ever in L.A., buy you a drink. Hey, I live in the Valley. Hey, you want to be on my show? Okay, yeah, see you tomorrow night. Tw- 12 hours, in the span of 12 hours, this is either Rupert Murdoch's greatest nightmare or, or, or the, his master plan. I, I can't figure out which, but I know that reality has changed, and I know that it has nothing to do with reality television but the television is being made differently, consumed differently. Uh, it's it, it, interesting. My agent didn't call her agent. She's a fantasy author. She was, she was one of the nerds. She made it all the way almost to the very end and really, really had a, an incredible, interesting hero's journey. Uh, 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 she, uh, you, can, you can buy her books and stuff. We'll let her plug them when she comes up here. This is my introduction of her. Roses are red. Guests are blue. Please, wa- uh, please welcome Genevieve Pearson. Hello. Hello. Sorry, I had a I had an energy drink and uh, and then I had another one. I noticed that. That's that's like me on my seventh diet coke. Yeah. You just reach this tipping point. Yeah. Where that's... everything goes by in a blur. Um, so, uh, and help yourself to, I, I don't know, you, 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 yeah, help yourself <laughs> to, uh, vodka. Um, so, all right, uh, there's a million questions I want to ask you. We'll probably have to get it down to, like, eight. 
<laughs> I want to talk about... I don't see why we can't do a million. <laughs> a... That seems logically feasible to me. <laughs> what a nerd! An <laughs> uh, infinite dimension. I, to, to me, on the, on the top of my list, I'm sure there's people in the audience who actually watched season one of this show and actually would have a million questions about, what you, what's up with Alana? What's up with so-and-so? And so, but, um, I, I think the most important thing to talk about, because I've never really talked to someone intimately that went through this whole sausage factory called reality television which we uh, for now it's going on 20 years we've developed this thing so like like what like, but i feel like i have to give you a specific question about it i can't just go hey talk about <laughs> take take us from the mouth to the anus of this monster <laughs> through eight episodes but okay well here's a specific question how long does it take from so uh, you show up like is it like boot camp where like you bring you luggage and you show up and yeah so what happened with me is I found out I was in the top 16 and only 11 people are going to go on the show but you have to show up for the final audition with everything as though you are going on the show and so they spend a weekend in what I call we all called hotel jail you don't see anybody. You don't interact with anyone. If you go around, you have to wear a blindfold because they don't want you to run into another contestant. You can't have any clue what's going on. And Wait, what is the... I don't understand the no. reasoning for that. Because they don't want to spoil the surprise and they want everything to be genuine Wait, while you're doing the, your final Wait, what is the surprise auditions. at that point? When there's 16 people and five of them aren't going to be on the show, what could they possibly spoil? They... That Kurt is on, Armstrong question. is walking around the hallway? That's a good or? question. Well, well no, they I mean, just the, the, don't want you to know who else is going to be on the show. Period. They, they, want, want, they, they want you they coming want the in genuine, very blind. They want the genuine emotion that you have when you first meet oh, somebody. Okay. And well, if you already admirable. met them, yeah, if you already met them and had formed an opinion, even if it was just passing oh. in the hallway, yeah. So, okay. so that's kind of what they're going for. And so that's how we, so that was the first weekend. And then from there, you don't have any contact with anybody you know or love. You get So zero. your husband, who we just met before the show, Paul. Uh -huh. Yeah, Paul. Uh, so you, so at, at a certain point, he goes into shadow lock? Like, right? really? Like, you're well, sequestered like, uh, like a he jury? He left me, yeah. So he left me at the hotel and that's the last he heard from me until I was done with the entire show. Which is what's, what which is what span of time? One full month. Wow. wow. That's crazy. So one month with no contact with the outside world at all. No, As no, no, you're not allowed to tweet, no text, internet, email. No email, no nothing. Do they confiscate your... Yes, the, you, they confiscated all of our electronic That's like living devices. in the 20th century. They took my Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> like they took my Kindle and I just about cried. I thought, I can't... They took your Kindle? I can't... There's no way to. Anybody. No, they thought maybe I could hack it. You can it, hack it because you're a nerd, right? Ah. Right. So yeah, that makes sense. We're no, gonna have to crack down on these n words, um, <laughs> nerds. Nerds. <laughs> um, like, like, like just, sure. because, just because it starts with n doesn't mean you can't say it. I, it yeah. <laughs> um, I love. Uh, I, I love. Uh, uh, n word you, Reagan, the first lady during the eighties. <laughs> Um, okay, so, well, well that's nice intriguing. One. And by she's one of the nice ones, but by that I mean first ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Why, how did you not win the show? Wait, what? I'm saying to her, oh, how, how oh. did you not win? Well, be, 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 because at the end of it, and I'm sorry, this interview is going to involve spoilers. You can't just go watch. I mean, she didn't. Are you win. allowed to do that? Can you talk about the show on a podcast? It's already aired. Oh, yeah. Well, then the, the, the reason is because they did it Survivor style, where it mm -hmm. gets down to the last two people, and the final decision is based on popular vote among the people that have all lost. Ah. Yeah. They all come back and they all go, "Remember me, sucker." Mm -hmm. uh, and then they, uh, you know, it, it, it's come on. 
it's unfair because you went to three uh, like yeah. nerd nerd, nerd offs, offs, nerd offs yeah. which is like the the you know that that that's like the dog pit like like, like mm-hmm. where you you send people that you hope get eliminated to to rip yeah. out the throats it's like the gladiator battle of the death um and right. so three times yeah. she was sent there and yeah. three times you watch her have to cope with mm-hmm. areas outside her nerd expertise mm-hmm. and kind of adapt and it's it's very very lovable and there's a there's a there, there, like Thank like, like this great <laughs> my favorite moment of the show of the first season is after the debate where you did a a, a, a fantastic job of debating they did they, they had a competition mm-hmm. where they had to debate about comic book characters and uh genevieve uh shut down this guy that uh uh you know he's like he he accidentally called frank miller john miller or something yeah, like that you, you corrected him first yeah. of all it's frank miller yeah. it was a, 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 but you, you your your argument was more cogent it was it was more deserving of a win mm-hmm. kevin smith who was one of the celebrity judges goes uh like First of all, you got to give props to a chick who can shut a guy down called Frank Miller. But at the same time, you know, uh, you know, I got to give it to him. He edged you out. Uh, and like, so like at a at a at a distant point, like Genevieve, her face is is in a pillow. Her head's not on camera. All you can see is her hair. After, afterwards, by the way. And yeah. two, 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 two fellow contestants sitting on her bed, and you just see Genevieve's head buried in a pillow, and it has to be subtitled because it's sob ease. Um, and the subtitles say, um, uh, Stupid Kevin Smith! <laughs> And then sob, sob, and then I thought he was supposed to be cool. (laughs) It's so great, so human, and and so much more merciful to him than he was to you. Because I mean, you can't follow up. You got to give props to a chick with not giving her the point, because otherwise that's sexist. Because you just said you saw her as a chick. She has to win. You have to. You have. If you say, "Good job, toots." And then smack me on the ass. You, you can't follow it up with, but I love guys. Like, you, you, you can barely get away with it. Good job, Toots. You got Moxie. You're hired. Like, you know, you gotta. We've at least gotten there. But was he still wearing that douchey hockey jersey that he's uh, always Yes, in? he was. Yeah, so. so. Hey, uh, hockey jersey. <laughs> um, that's Enigma. Uh, uh, oh, Return to Innocence. <laughs> That's been on your mind lately. Yeah. I love that song. Um, the uh, oh, okay. So so a month, and how much do you get paid uh, while while you're working for a month off the grid, while your husband may or may not uh, get nine eleven, <laughs> and you wouldn't be allowed to know we because it's not on your Kindle, and even if it was, you're not even allowed to see it there. Yeah, we couldn't contact anyone. Um, okay, so I'm not. I have an NDA. I'll say that we got a per diem, and it was a, a meal per diem of $25 for three meals a day. So you could do the math, <laughs> and that was the total. We didn't technically get paid okay, because I'm, it was a game show, but we got a per diem. Wait, you, you didn't get paid. You're not allowed to say that? Well, it was a game show, so we're not oh, being paid Oh, of course, as paying actors. you would be unethical. If they paid unethical. us as actors, if they paid us as people who are performers, then we would be admissible to SAG or another guild. Right. But you so knew when you so signed up that you were going to be on the show for a month and possibly only get meals paid for that entire time. Did it, was I aware? I honestly, I thought it was going to be like Survivor, where the longer you lasted, the more prize money you got. 
you didn't know that you could just w be there for a full month, go right to the wire, and then come home and then zip. Uh, I think they told us about two weeks beforehand what what it was going to be. Mm -hmm. and, and at that point, it's like, oh, okay, hey, yeah. guess what? Mm -hmm. Loving husband, uh, I can <laughs> now. Now I'm in the final sixteen. I oh, let's let's take the dignity option where we just like yeah, of course you have. Well, to What's go the grand that? prize? What, what is what did the winner take? A hundred thousand. Hundred thousand beans. Which yeah. I mean, I'm biased. This is from my unique perspective. But what? That's a prize. <laughs> Return to innocence, indeed. <laughs> I mean, I oh, guess if, if, it's, if it's pocket change, I guess teak know. patio furniture can, can is, is getting up there. <laughs> yeah, a hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. Well, agree that you want to put on your cupcakes. <laughs> it doesn't come cheap. Oh man, I, my electric bill. <laughs> I should start a reality show where I just have people come over and just like like I don't know, have, like 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 bring <laughs> flashlights and compete for the right to light my life. <laughs> And then I give the winner $100,000 after a year of doing that. I'd make a profit on what I saved in light bulbs. Um, what are you, Caesar Augustus? Have them, have them Not by choice, man. Not society. by choice. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's become a choice. <laughs> what am I supposed you're, to You're do? choosing to make slaves out of people. Well, oh, no, I'm not but, really no, doing but that. but if you're paying them, then they're not technically He's not going to pay these fuckers. <laughs> he said it's going to be a game show. It's a prize. Oh, I'm giving a prize. I can't show. pay them, Genevieve. They're on a game show. Oh, okay. <laughs> my hands are tied. <laughs> Actually, technically, so are theirs, but uh, that, that's Aww. just part of the rules. What are you willing to do? Hey, Spencer. Yo, what's up, man? Catch. Whoa, good good throw. Yeah, man, I've just been so excited about sports and football and fantasy football. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, here, catch. Oh, oh, oh it hit catch. me, but I caught it. Yeah, well, you're supposed to. That's good. Like, you know what I love more than regular football? It's the fantasy of it. Right, well, listen up. Here, catch. Whoa, good throw. If you love fantasy football, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. It's weekly fantasy football. Here, I'm going long, Whoa. but not like the other guys. I'm throwing it longer. Uh, I dropped it. Uh, is that it? Can you do live snake drafts like like in your season long uh, fantasy football play with your friends on that app? Yeah, with other people, just like in your season long league. Here's how it works. It's a draft. I think the ball went down the drain. Let me. I'm just gonna. It's a draft that lasts for one week and there's no management. Just set it and forget it. I'm doing that cabbage patch dance, even though we lost the ball. I'm pretending that's a touchdown. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part, you can play for cold, hard cash, Spencer. Whoa. Do they start at just $1? Yeah. There's no salary caps. You you can play in a real-life snake draft just like you play with your friends in season-long league. <laughs> I think we mentioned that. <laughs> but here's, but here's, here is the kicker, Spencer. And by kicker, I mean the portion that's highlighted that it's required we read. Mm. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com, whatever you want. Take the next one. All right. I dropped a... Uh, oh, you dropped the ball? I can't find the ball, but it's fine because, you know, we could just play football on this app. Right. For a limited time only. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code Harmontown. That's right. Play a real money game for free just using my promo code Harmontown on your first deposit on draft. I think there's a clown down in this sewer holding the football and beckoning to us, promising that we will all float. <laughs> will we? Yeah, especially if we search for draft at the App Store or go to playdraft.com and play free with the promo code 
Harmontown. Draft. You'll float too. To be on TV. So, okay, I want to. I don't want to be guilty of the crime of letting you go without without like like like. Is is there anybody in the audience who has a question? Not specifically about the show, or just anybody. Raise your hand if you're really burning like a question to ask Genevieve. Like like whether it's about reality TV in general or or the show. Someone's raising their hand back there. Aaron McGathy to the stage. The last minute, as far as I. So we, hey. everybody that watches reality shows knows that there's two components to it. Basically, there's this sort of pseudo coverage of everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. And then you're constantly cutting to these VH1 talking heads yeah. against a green screen. And, and they seem relevant they, 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 because mm-hmm. if you guys were in costumes, then you're, you're, you're in, a, in the same costume. Mm-hmm. And that's probably not faked because yeah. also emotionally... Like, very often, people are crying in those talking heads. So when do those happen, and how do they get okay. you into that slaughterhouse? Well, so what happens is, first of all, I don't, I don't know how other reality shows are. I felt a lot of ours was honest to the spirit of the drama. Honestly, they have to edit a lot out, and everything gets changed. But the spirit of what happened is was pretty honest overall. It, however, for the talking heads... That was a sort of frustrating situation for me because you might not have realized this. I'm a person who gets really focused on something, right? And I'll be working and I'll be focused in on this. And at some point, they realize that if we pull Genevieve out when she's really focused on something, we get really great off-the-cuff comments because I'm so snappy, I want to get back to work. So I start getting really snappish and kind of grouchy. Can we we do a thing? Can you... Let me be you. Okay. And you be, like, is it like a producer with a clipboard that pulls you aside? Can we do a talking to Genevieve? I can do this. Okay, Okay, all right. So I'm Genevieve. Okay. Okay. Now, do you want a moment in the show or do you want me to do, like... We're here. In Genevieve, I'm, 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 you're yeah. catching me at a moment when I'm, okay. I'm Genevieve, and I'm, yeah. I'm writing a fantasy novel. Yeah. Dan and Aaron, you guys do a scene like a, you're, 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 yeah. you're, you're in the kitchen yeah. talking about stuff, and then, the, and then Genevieve will pull you out as a producer, Dan. Okay. Okay. Is that when it happens? They pull yeah. you right no, out. No. Well, it, yes, for the most part. Out of, out something of a situation happens. Of... Like, let's say you have a drama and you have a fight with somebody. Okay. After that fight, the second it's resolved, there's somebody there going, "Come on, okay, we're going to okay, go okay. talk about this." All right. So we'll start from. I'm doing dishes. I'm washing well, a dish. are we going to do a real scene? Oh, yeah. I'm Genevieve. Oh, yeah, yeah, guys, Jesus Christ. Dan and Aaron, for, just for the sake of this experiment, just try to manufacture a, a conflict between the two yeah. of you. Just manufacture yeah. a conflict, yes. Yeah, just, just strictly for entertainment. She purpose. broke a dish. Go. Oh, I broke Oh, okay, that's good. Okay. And it's a dishwashing competition. Is this dish broken? This is my, my special uh, Batman dish that I brought. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I didn't, I'm sorry. Well, were you going to wait for me to find out that it was broken? When did no, you know it was broken? I don't know. I, I just didn't want you to get upset with me. And I, I, okay. CG dick. <laughs> well, Patrick, I'm, 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 I, I'm I, I only brought one dish. We're being Dan and Aaron. What? Well, Jeff is giving uh, a certain direction. He just, la- is he just labeled you Patrick, though. He just labeled okay, you. Okay, fine, fine. Um, I'm Aaron. I'm your girlfriend. Jeff just, here's what happened, Dan. So now we what can the talk about fuck is thing. going on? <laughs> Jeff wanted us Genevieve, to just pull them out of their real lives and give them a fucking. <laughs> okay, this is me giving him the hand signal. Shh, come on, come on. Oh, okay. okay, all right. Right. And and now you never talk again. Okay. Hey. Wow. Hey, Dan. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Dan. How are you feeling right now? 
Um, I'm frustrated uh, just because uh, like, of the broken dish thing. And well, also, well, I didn't understand what the fuck anyone was doing. Okay. Well, will you tell me what happened in well, your own words? Well, I, I, I had agreed at the forefront that we were going to do like a reenactment. Wait, wait, wait. Let me stop you there. Can you say it in the present tense, please? Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, I, 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 I'm like, I'm, I'm agreeing to do a thing uh, that's like a reenactment of a reality show. I, I want to play Genevieve. And then other people are piping up with their comedy. And uh, it's just a little frustrating because no one's listening like there's not a lot of listening going on and there's I'm supposedly on stage with like like professional improvisers okay so you're telling me nobody's listening can you say that in a more concise way nobody but... nobody's listening nobody's listening nobody's nobody's listening I don't know nobody's listening hello hello nobody's listening okay okay that's great now can I take you back to this morning when you and Aaron, I'm going to remind you that you and Aaron were having breakfast yeah. and she took your eggs. I saw her reach over and grab something off of your plate. Now, how you did you that? feel that? How did you I mean, I thought it feel? was weird. I, I wait, didn't, wait, wait, I didn't, can I didn't you mind say, at the time. I didn't wait, mind. Wait, can you say the question while you're answering? When Aaron took my eggs, uh, <laughs> I didn't think it was a big deal. So that didn't bother you? Well, I mean, I guess it could have bothered me. You don't think when that... Aaron took my eggs, it, it it seemed like it could have bothered me. Okay, so you don't think maybe it was indicative of the fact that she doesn't respect you as a partner? Um, <laughs> sure, I guess so. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. just restate the whole thing. Um, when Aaron took my eggs, I felt like it was indicative of her not respecting me as a partner. We'll be right back. <laughs> Very nice. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, Gen Genevieve, you're a fantasy author. I want to be able to plug your stuff because uh, so I have a series of books called The Song of the Silver Tongue series on Amazon. Genevieve Pearson, and right now I have a a Kickstarter for HobbyCon 2014 in Pasadena, California. So if you have a hobby or craft you want to show off. HobbyCon. It's like an all-inclusive hobby It's convention. like a grassroots pre-Gen Con. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's for anybody who's a nerd or a doer, if you like to knit or paint Warhammer oh. 40K, anybody who likes to do stuff, this is like your Olympics. All so, right. Awesome. All right, HobbyCon, and uh, look for Genevieve Pearson. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Google, Google the name. She's got, she's got two books she's very proud of and one that she's uh, fine with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she should have won. Okay, brain uh, thank you, Genevieve. Thank Thanks you. for coming down. Thank you so much for having me. All right, let's work it out now on stage. I don't want to... <laughs> big deal. Uh, Jeff Jeff suggested that we played ourselves and simulated a fight. I didn't, hear the, the, I didn't say that. I said that. Oh. I, I was saying, I was setting, I used you guys' names to set up the thing, but like... Oh, I see. I thought, well, then I misunderstood. I'm sorry. A lot of mixed signals. Look, I'm not here signals. to make friends. <laughs> but could you say... You, I'm you, here to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's another theme in reality shows is every single person alternating but when they're when they're on top of the game they're they're like it's not business it's personal or, or I'm sorry I think it's like not, <laughs> that's I mean, what I, I would do I I'd think. be like I don't care about winning <laughs> who said they didn't like me <laughs> um, 
So, so Genevieve, when you were up here right now pretending to be a producer and you got in the middle of that conflict, how did you feel about that? I'm feeling a lot of stress right now because I don't like having to mediate between a couple. Okay, can you make that more, more succinct? I'm feeling a lot of stress having to mediate between Dan and Aaron right now because I'm in a healthy relationship and I just feel really bad. <laughs> can you... Can, that, that was good. Can, can you say it again, be a little more succinct, and also add something racist into it? Well, I can tell that Erin has a fiery Irish temper, and that's why she is having such a hard time. We'll be right back. <laughs> Genevieve Pearson. Wow. We got to the bottom of the... That's what I was hoping we could talk about is the, uh, the, the, the reality show source code. Yeah. Let's make it an open source project. You at home can make your own reality show now with that source code. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's bring to the stage Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> Hi, yeah, That is the most rock and roll face anyone's ever made to this song. Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> I oh, love uh, that song. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out your name next time I'm making love. <laughs> Is it to me? No. It's to. just because I like the sound. Camille Nanjiani! That's actually what I do. Yeah. I say, you've been nanjiani And then I... You know what's weird is, you know who else does that? Ben Stein. And it's not... <laughs> ben Stein! <laughs> you know, just, also then, weird, I yell out Camille. Well, where uh, are you love? Kumail Nanjiani! Enigma, 1995. <laughs> that, you know, all that reality talk is interesting because I just watched, I'd never seen it, the first ep- uh, season of Real World. They were re-airing it. Oh, really? And I just watched it, and it's sort of the first reality show. Yeah. And it's so interesting to watch a reality show where the people don't have, like, reality show personalities where they yet. Weren't, where they weren't, weren't raised on reality. Yeah, and they're just sort of being themselves, and it was a very positive thing. you watch thing. them discover the flint rock of eliminating the black guy. Exactly. Like, you watch them go like, oh, <laughs> Kawan is very antagonistic. You noticed that too? And then, and then afterwards, you watch them institutionally. Like, what, no, what, what if you did a show where they had to eliminate yeah. the black guy? It's totally amazing because it's exactly that. It's stuff that happens sort of organically. I mean, there's still cameras. But then later, they're like, all right, we got to do this. At the end of the season, they all the guy they just decide and they grab all the cameras and they start interviewing the interviewers. And it's a very real, organic moment. But I bet at some point, they were like, all right. Okay, what you guys do now is you have to pretend yeah. that we don't know when you come and steal the cameras from us. I'm like, I'm like the Forrest Gump of reality TV because I in the 90s I remember if you if you like I remember being in Milwaukee in the 90s when they were starting to talk about how they're, they're going to make the sh- they're making the show for MTV. It was like which was still a, a, a channel that where they showed music videos. It was like, like they had yeah. some butthead and they had some other stuff, but it was like still largely like yeah. we, we were all making jokes like huh, put some music videos on. But it was the joke was because they were still supposed to make music television and w- and they were working on this thing and it was called the real world and the whole idea was that these kids were living in this house and there was going to be cameras everywhere and there was it was ironic it was ironic like everyone that heard about the idea was like what what does that mean 
Like, like, like what, if there's cameras everywhere, then they're not going to... No, what, what they're doing is they're going to have the cameras everywhere and they're, and they're, and they're not even going to have film in them like, like right away. And they're just going to get used to it. They're going to get so used to it. And it was like this whole thing, it was introduced like this Kubrickian Such experiment. Such a crazy thing that it was crazy back then. And now we're like, crazy. yeah. It was crazy. And so then like there was a point. So, so flash forward to me in Los Angeles. Thanksgiving. I just moved. Like, Shrab was there. Uh, I, I was there. I'm sitting at Thanksgiving because we had no family in L.A. I'm sitting at my agent's house for Thanksgiving. I'm sitting next to this weird little Australian guy, who, and I go, "What? So, what are you working on?" He goes, "Like, oh, I'm working on a, a reality show. It's a, it's, a, it's been big in Europe, uh, mate. Uh, shrimp on the barbie, whatever." I think he was Australian or something. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I, he sounds like he might have been deaf. I, 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 I'm, I'm almost reasonably certain, like piecing together the evidence. I haven't, I haven't specific. I choose to believe it was Mark Burnett. Um, that I was talking to. Is he Australian? I don't know, but uh, it was seems like the easiest thing to find out. I don't I want think, it to because I, I, I don't. I don't want right? to know. Yes. He is okay. So because I, I, I sometimes I, I, that people go. I think you were sitting next to Mark Burnett because I was at my agent's house. That's amazing. She, she was a hot shot. She and I was sitting next to this guy with this accent, and he was telling me about the show, this reality show. And he goes like, "Yeah, it's, it's it's huge in Europe. They put everybody on an island, and then they eliminate. This was the elimination thing was becoming like a thing, and." It, and, and I was like, what the fuck? That sounds insane. But wouldn't yeah. they just eliminate that? Uh, how would that work? And he goes, no, but they eliminate the they eliminate the strong people yeah. first. And then the middle of the road people kind of take over. But more than that, they're also like eating each other alive and they're having sex with each other. And I was like, oh, that's going to be a hit. I said it. I said it. Give me you my said money. That's going to be a hit. Yeah, I was before. You Gump. totally are. The, cause... Wait, wait, turn it off. <laughs> then I'm sitting in my apartment. My girlfriend at the time calls me. She was a studio executive. She calls me, and she, she, would, she would, used to call me after a day at work. She would call me from the office because people would pitch her shows, and she would go, Oi vey, like, uh, what am I going uh, like, like, to I, I got to talk to my writer boyfriend. I, I, I got to get, get some release from this insane industry. In the he, on the heels of Survivor, the world is exploding. Everything's changing. She, she, I remember talking to her from my one-bedroom apartment. On the that floor. was your like, tipping point for the world changing was Survivor? <laughs> I thought you were going to say 9-11. <laughs> I mean, Does I guess 9/11 lots of... Does 9-11 haven't happened yet? Oh, right. It was before okay. 9-11. It's, not, it's survivor time. Do, you, you realize Al-Qaeda did what they did because of reality TV. <laughs> I guess that's... Do you, you, you know that they yeah. said, like, oh, I know how we... Uh, obviously, we can uh, look... I like, hope the story ends with you meeting an eight-year-old Kim Kardashian. <laughs> no. Where she's like, oh, I'm never going to be anything. You're like, you can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> And then you gave her the confidence to be horrible. My girlfriend called me up. My girlfriend called me up and she said, she, she, would, she would call me up every once in a while. She'd go, I just heard a pitch for the show. Buckle up. You ready for this? These people, they're, they're on an alien planet and, uh, uh, you know, the, one of the guys is in a wheelchair and the gravity is weird. So every once in a while he can walk. And I'd go, ha, ha, ha. Later, Lost would have a character like that. But... Um, <laughs> But, but she, ca- she calls me up and she goes, she goes like, so listen to this. So uh, this is a pitch I just heard for a reality show. Uh, a, uh, a, uh, a man who's rich, uh, he doesn't have a wife, and, uh, but he's rich. So all the women compete to be his wife because he needs a wife so bad. And I'm, I'm, I'm like 20-whatever-year-old Dan Harmon going like, 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 I'm saying in response to hearing this concept, I'm going, 
Fuck you. No fucking way. Society can't go there. It's not it's impossible. Marriage? The institution of marriage? As I get this is before who wants to fuck a midget. Literally premiering like like everything just exploded like a mushroom cloud to the point where one day you were allowed to be like like frazzled by any of it and then the next day everyone had beaten you to the punch. It's 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 pretty impressive because I I just read a thing today that said how marriage people are getting married less and less and like almost 50% of kids something's happening nothing I, it's, it's uh, fine I, I tipped my cup it's, I read this. it's not, not being fun. clumsy it's not about it said drunk. 50% of kids born are born out of wedlock and I think part of the reason people aren't getting married the sanctity of marriage whatever that means because they want to be romantic <laughs> it's, it, it, but I, I think because of things like bachelor and stuff yeah. because it has cheapened that thing so much it really it, 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 make, it makes it feel like you're kind of a sucker. Like we're moving into like a weird Logan's Run universe where we have three life cycles or something. Yeah. Where, where you go like, oh, who's your first wife? Who's your second wife? Who's your third yeah, wife? Yeah, when I got married, I got married pretty young and I told my friends and they literally were like, why? That was literally their reaction. And How I said, old were you when you got married? I got married. Well, it's sort of, it's, I got married. I know you guys have several weddings. Yeah, we've had several, we've had several weddings. We've oh, because you're from Pakistan? Is that a thing? Because they love weddings. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're Somehow, even though it's racist, you are accurate. <laughs> hi yeah. Well, because you're um, no. You're, what, I'm I'll, assuming your gods have eight heads, so I'm assuming you have to. So get eight, it. eight weddings, one for each right. head. I, uh, Kumar of the North yeah. Plains, am <laughs> sanctifying this marriage. Yep, okay, have, now we have to go to the Western yeah. Territory. What, we have one. I, Aesop. Uh, <laughs> we have one wedding. I lower my sword. One wedding for each stereotype, so we had to do one for the cab driving god and one, one for the seven uh, god. I shalub of the cab. God. I, de- I declare nice this wedding. Good reference. <laughs> Holy shit! Quick change. Amazing. Shalub of the checker gods. Oh yeah. I of the Big Bang Theory. The dirty. <laughs> Bazinga! Yeah, yeah. The, the Fisher Stevens God. Uh, <laughs> this, by the circuit, this short circuit is complete. <laughs> by the circuits of Johnny Five. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, no, this is why. Because um, we first got married in secret, like just me and her and a couple of our friends at a. Uh, like uh, you know where you go to just stand in line you literally stand in line and at you just, City Hall or something? at City Hall and you get married and it was like actually a really beautiful wonderful experience because it's all these people in line and some of them are pregnant some of them are super oh, old they're all kind of like they all kind of had these things like everybody cleared out the street but it was like very and the guy who married us the magistrate guy I don't know what you call him it was probably like the 30th wedding he'd done but he was so like warm and he seemed genuinely happy and joyous and it was such a wonderful and then after that we went home and watched four weddings and a funeral you know like it (laughs) was a good day you know I'm sorry I I couldn't get over the insensitivity you don't know if he's called the magistrate like can't you be a little more politically correct (laughs) judge uh, no, the, I, was, I, I thought that would be funny right? <laughs> after the eight-headed god thing. So we did that, and then we had a Muslim wedding, uh, and then we had how many? And then we've had three weddings, and it's, then the third one actually was not even. But, a then, re- but then you have to have a funeral. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll come. All right. 
Thanks for the reality yeah. check, bro. I, I'm jealous. I love weddings. Maybe I should well, but what's interesting was... Uh, so many weddings. Yeah. I'm going to convert to Muslim. I, to Muslim. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. To Islam. I'm a little drunk. That's I don't know. Many. That's kind of a sinking ship right now. Yeah. yeah. Not many people. Once oh. Mike Tyson got on there, we were like, all right, your, we're what out. What was your third wedding? What was your third wedding? The third wedding, actually, so we were married, but we hadn't told anybody. And then one weekend, we just moved in, we, in New York. We just told our friends, like, hey, we're going get, to go get married this weekend. And what we did was we stayed at home, and we turned off our phones. Let's get, and we let's, let's get, let's get Emily, Emily out Emily. Yeah. Emily! Oh, yeah. Emily Gordon, everybody. Hi! Hi! First off, we've never told anybody that we were married in secret. <laughs> Oh, it could not matter less it now. Could, that's a good point. We've been married a long time, and you know what? No secrets anymore. No secrets, you guys. We were married for like a year and a half before. Before we told knew. anybody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I highly recommend it because you don't get people being like, "Oh, you guys are newlyweds. Isn't that weird?" For well, you? people still do that, and you're like, "Fuck you. You don't know how dumb that is." Yeah. Which honestly, for us, we've been living together for so long that getting married wasn't really a big difference. That's yeah. That's the real truth. Is that once you live with someone? I got married. Uh, how old was that? Like 28, 29, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that should be the new definition of marriage. Granted, this is very LA of me to say because we live out here in this culture where. People, people come out here to pursue their dreams. Your dreams don't come true. So people get married out here when they're 40 and they have kids when they're 50. But I, That's exactly right. I, yeah. As such, I, 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 mar- I, I married Shrab and Kate. And like um, they, they, they had been together for so long and living together for so long before it that your first question is, what's the point of getting married? And then your second question is, like, what could be more romantic than the decision to get married by two people who don't have anything to gain or lose yeah. by getting married? And I think that we have to move forward into a, uh, into a society. Oh, we have to. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a high stakes game. Um, we also probably have to stop making lasers that destroy the earth. But, but uh, like, we'll get around to this. Um, no, look it up. Um, we have to move into a a world to uh, uh, the, where marriage is no longer looked at as moving across a threshold, like a thing that has to be done. Where you're like, I wonder what it's going to be like after that. Yeah. Because the answer is, it's going to be the same. So if 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 more of this for thirty years isn't your cup of tea, don't marry this person. Yeah, I mean, for us, for me, it was a very romantic thing because it's literally just saying to the world, like, I'm going to be with this person forever, and it was a very romantic. And even though we've been married. Three times, mm-hmm. I never actually got to propose to you. So <laughs> I never are you got to. Cause... Something? What are you? No, no, no. Oh. Well, <laughs> hi, 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 hi. <laughs> Emily, will you marry me? I will. Yay! <laughs> Faith. We did it. Forgiveness. It took us fifty episodes. Destiny. Emily Gordon, everybody. Destiny. Devotion. Fourth wedding. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 right way to put it, I thought, was when I when I asked Shrab why is he marrying Kate. You know, he said so. To paraphrase him is like 
Yeah, I, 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 I ran out of way, ran out of ways to make it clear how much I love this person. You know, like, like it's, 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 which is, I think that's the right way to go. Like, 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 don't marry him until, like, it's, uh, it's absolutely the only thing left. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forgiveness. Vacuum. Poopies. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, come on. We gotta uh, time. Time yeah, flies. Let's keep this train going. Let's bring Spencer up to the stage, shall we? You don't usually see a proposal after the wedding, but you never see a proposal wedding. after three weddings. <laughs> yeah. Spencer Crittenden, everybody, Woo! welcome them to the stage. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Someone proposed. <laughs> what? Spencer, Spencer, what's new in your life since we saw you last? Um, uh, I told you guys uh, I've been listening to that song, Stepping Out by Joe Jackson. Yeah. And I was unable to download it in time for Showtime tonight. But I, yeah, I, but I, I really appreciate the thought. I'm how does that one go? Okay. Can, you that sing, one? can you sing a bit for us? It goes, uh, but, uh, da, 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 the mist across the window blocks the light, but nothing hides the color of the lights that shine. That's I can't if remember. That shit, if that shit, if what you just did is not on Tumblr in the next hour, I'm going to be very disappointed. I want full animated, uh, fully recreated uh, music video. I want to hear a mashup between Enigma's uh, Return to Innocence and uh, Joe Jackson's Stepping Out. Stepping back to innocence. Do you guys remember that we listened to that and other Enigma songs on the way to Medieval Times? On repeat? Yeah. Uh, it's dumb, I'm sorry. What it's, is the deal with Enigma? Like, is it one guy? Is it a hundred? It could be anything. No. It's, at it's least one guy, guys. one cave, 40 mics. Is it? It sounds like it could be, are they white? Are they... You could put, you could put Enigma and Enya in a lineup, and I wouldn't know what was going on. Well, and they also, they had that song that's like, it's, it's ubiquitous, like, whenever anybody, like... Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> the sadness? I, I tried to do an impression of it. Like, yeah, it was no, sadness no, no, part no. one. Sadness yeah, Part 1, which is the cockiest name to a yeah. song ever. Yeah. There any, will be more. <laughs> Anytime anyone was doing any, yeah. any, anything that involving gauze, candles, duvetine, and uh, S&M, like yeah. in any HBO show. Yeah. It's like, it's like Christa, Christa Berg's song, of the, A Lady in Red, uh, The Beginning. <laughs> Whenever I hear Enigma, I picture those moles who have never seen light. Yeah, just like walking cave. out. They, they have no idea. Yeah. I, They're uh, blind yeah. moles. I, I picture a kid eating mango for the first time. Ah. <laughs> what a Mango's I picture my mom's pussy, but um, <laughs> but in a good way. Full disclosure, like I, I picture that also, like like when I hear a variety of songs, like uh, oh, especially well. like um, uh, the uh, Rocky theme. 
his mom's pussy is a staircase. <laughs> it's specifically, yeah, it's a marble staircase. <laughs> In Philadelphia. Yeah. Spencer! <laughs> hey, guys. All right, well, let's get these... Uh, well, yeah. Uh, well, you were going to say something. I was just going to say, I actually... This is terrible, and I, 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 I am terrible. You but, picture my mom's pussy when yeah. blah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, Did you I actually do. know what your mom's pussy looks like? I, I, a marble staircase, If right? anybody should. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what he said, I thought. That is what he said. Okay. Listening skills. <laughs> See, I'm listening to you, Dan. Thanks. Yeah. I was just, I didn't write an intro sequence. So, I mean, I, oh. I, mean, I wrote, but I didn't write an it, intro. Bro. Yeah, I can try. I, did, I, I mean, I, I, I distinctly remember you holding, holding a dragon's dick open so that arrows can be shired. Well, then, right. uh, but after that, I've already chopped the dick off, and yeah. I kind of called dibs on it, and yeah, it's in yeah. my bag. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I remember that. Um, why, why, why don't you just freestyle one? Right. For, for better or for worse, yeah, just try uh, it. Okay. No, no right or wrong answers. Uh, do you want to get the character she's passed out as we do this? Or uh, I mean, quick, yeah, quick yeah. Were you just I, listening to that song in, in lieu know, of... I know this is unorthodox, yeah, but can I have Genevieve con- uh, be my uh, advisor on this? Similar to a nerd war? Yeah. Or nerd, nerd off. Yeah, yeah. Nerd off. Nerd, nerd off. If you guys haven't seen King and the Nerds, check it out. A cold, misty morning fades as the gray sun rises overhead, revealing the head of a mysterious robed warrior. He gestures at you and makes a compelling offer. Would you like to be a samurai? Would you take the way of the warrior? All it would take is to start snacking healthy with Nature Box. You make as to leave, but the Nature Box Samurai is instantly in your path. Nature Box makes snacks that actually taste great and are better for you. Created with high-quality ingredients that are free from artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners so you can feel great about snacking. The Samurai reveals a Nature Box from his robes. His hands are a flash as he produces a box. A Nature Box full of masa crisps and cherry berry bonanza. Nature Box recently made their service even better, so now you can order as much as you want as often as you want with no minimum purchases and you can cancel at any time. And you'll never get bored because there's new snacks each month inspired by real customer feedback. And if you ever... Oh shit. Ninjas. Ah! Ah! Nature Box recently made their service even better. Now you can order as much as you want as often as you want with no minimum purchase required and you can cancel any time. With Nature Box, you never get bored. There are new snacks each month inspired by real customer feedback and if you ever try a snack you don't like, Nature Box will replace it for free. The ninjas fall to the ground, defeated by superior snacking. It's simple. Go to naturebox.com and check out their snack catalog. There are over a hundred to choose from, and they're constantly adding delicious new snacks. Choose the snacks you want, and they'll deliver them right to your door. And right now, you'll save even more. Sheathing his sword, the samurai continues down the road, away from you. Foes defeated, he sheathes his sword and begins to walk away. But he turns... And one more thing. Right now, you'll save even more. NatureBox is offering Harmontown fans 50% off your first order when you go to naturebox.com slash Harmontown. And in an instant, he's vanished. But his voice still lingers on the wind. That's naturebox.com slash Harmontown for 50% off your first order. That's naturebox.com slash Harmontown. Snack like a warrior. Um, so I am a lady with arrows. 
Can I bring Celeste up to help me out right now, please? She's, she's off spending 100 grand on... Uh... <laughs> All right, so Spencer... Uh... <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're spilling. She just keeps doing I'm sorry. It. She's like a Rowan and Martin's laughing character. <laughs> yeah, how, how much vodka... How many people are going to get that reference here? Yeah. Okay, super nerdy. Uh, fun All fact, right. did, that, did that this morning with a cup of water as I woke up. When it, when it keeps water. falling out of your cup, that's God saying, stop drinking. <laughs> does it, does it need it? It counts with water, though, too. It's like, stop drinking water. <laughs> it's just yeah. a general just sign. Yeah, but nobody, nobody spills two glasses of water. Um, a doctor told me when I was eight years old that I had a problem with my ears that made me clumsy. And uh, <laughs> Did he really say that? Yeah. I had a doctor who diagnosed me with a severe ear imbalance, which meant that I couldn't measure space. How convenient. Yeah, exactly. And then my mother told me later that she told him to tell me that. Oh! <laughs> on that, do, dark, do, do, on that do. dark note, let's enter the cave of uh, Dungeons and Dragons with oh Spencer. Oh, my God. Spencer, oh, on, a free, on a rare, unwritten freestyle moment, 50 episode anniversary of... Uh, that's not anniversary. It's just 50th episode. Of, uh, Last time, our heroes were scouring the depths of the ruins of Mershul on the faraway plain of Twyla, the Twilight Forest. After opening a large chamber door, they entered a treasure room that appeared to house several treasures and perhaps the fabled soul of growth that they had been seeking so earnestly. It was just then they heard a voice echo throughout the chamber that they saw a dragon come into view and immediately began combating it. After a time, they had thought they had gotten the upper hand on the dragon after paralyzing its dick and doing other things to its dick. <laughs> Together, the group shot arrows and commanded magical scorpions. Sharpie tried to get it to fall over laughing, but that didn't go so well. Grasping its dick firmly, Quark tried to get Moraine to fire arrows directly into the beast's urethra, but that failed as well. Grasping a bear trap, uh, so Krista Berg managed to snap off the tip of the dick with his uh, trusty trapsman skills, after which Sharpie cast jump on himself, leaping cinematically onto the back of the beast. Throwing his flaming sword towards the wizard, Sharpie reared back and stabbed it directly into the beast's back, killing it in the last blow. The group stood around to survey the corpse and the treasures they had unlocked. Wow. You don't ever need to write one. Yeah. I, th I think I still will. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't feel comfortable with they that. They call that crossing the Harmon threshold. You just, <laughs> you just found out, oh, I don't need to do anything. Well, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that was my, like, not yeah. wanting to write. Yeah. Well, yeah. but, it, yeah, you've, you've graduated. Yay. Pretty, pretty soon you'll, you'll be taking baths instead of showers. <laughs> All right, so once again, re remind us of our immediate surroundings, please. So you were in that room. There was like a big staircase that led up to where all the treasure was, but that, there was a huge crack. That's where the dragon came out of, and you were, you were 
before the dragon, you're going to climb up there with rope. But now he's dead, so like you don't have anything threatening you, and so you can you can look around or whatever. There's two statues, right? There was this two giant statues. Yeah, at this point, no, there was three actually, and one of one of the arms fell off because you tried to climb uh, the statue silently, Mulrain, and uh, it knocked it off its arm because yeah, because it was made of vodka. <laughs> She spilled the arm. <laughs> it's like Chunk and Goonies. Just anything. Hold this map. I am like Chunk and Goonies. True. Whose turn is that? Um, at this point, we're not in combat time, so you guys can just do whatever you want. Um, yeah, but I there's, start up party. Yeah. I mean, you guys just killed a dragon. Dragon sure. dick party! Guys, it's it's my oh, dragon dick. There's I, a ten dollar cover. I, this is this is per uh, Genevieve's recommendation, which is so good. Can I cut off the dragon's horn? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It actually has two horns. I can I cut off both of them? I put blades on my I put my swords on my legs and on my arms, and I do like a slide. Is that a thing? She spills the knives to the floor. <laughs> Me, you put you put swords at night yeah, on your, on your arms. They're and double uh, on my on my legs, and I get at the forehead, and I and I slide down like spread eagle. Does anyone don't try to cut off the dick? No, I already no. did it. No, I don't get it. Yeah. Yes. Like, like a scissors? kick. Like a cutting kick. Like I have a, I'm Why don't you try my, to saw it off? I mean, women are different because women have more strength in their legs than they do in their arms. So it's, it's, it's more at the top of my mind than my arms. So I put blades. Can I put my... How many swords do I have? You have a thousand? One, you have okay. a, a long uh, sword. Okay. You have, have one, one long sword. Okay. Well, but you tie it to your foot. Do you, right. wanna, do you want my rope? I have rope. <laughs> I've got like three... I got like three swords. I, I, I could just... I, I tie all of my swords to Mulrain. So she's... she's <laughs> She's bristling, I, I bristling with swords. I tie her dragon's dick to her it's thigh. Like, it's like Jed Poet Society. Everyone's just giving her swords. Okay, so so Spencer, my idea is that I have a, a sword tied to my left calf. Okay. And a sword tied to my right calf. Where's the dick? Where's the dick? The dick is on my on my head like a top hat, like an Abraham Lincoln. Like top a bat, hat. like a bachelorette party. <laughs> like a Dr. Seuss, like a rave hat. Yes, like the the like the shortest marriage bachelorette party ever. I have a giant dick attached to my head, and I and I I, I put out my legs, and I slide down to cut the horns off at the same time. It feels like there's a more efficient way to achieve this. <laughs> hey, 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 Chris, Chris. This but not it's a, one move. But it's not about efficiency. I'm trying to do it. I'm trying it's not to about do it efficiency. in one That's move. Right. This, is, this is about having a party. No, it's not. I, I'm oh. trying to do it in one move. Is there oh. a different... Genevieve? Get both of the horns in one move? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, now I, this makes slightly more sense. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. I want to get okay. them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And my, my arms aren't as strong if I put aren't them on my legs. Aren't the tying like down. different turns? What's up? Um, I mean, like I said, you're not really in combat time. You guys can do whatever. So, I mean, yeah, so the, whatever well, I, I want to do is be awesome. I spend yeah, so this you're time, tying, I want to go swords. with Chris Berg. I want to transcribe as much of this blood, yeah. blood, blood spell book as possible. You want to oh, study this book? Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Or Genevieve suggested a sword cartwheel, if that's a possibility. A sword cartwheel. Either way, either way. Legs, cartwheels, ropes. I mean, it's true to my own spirit if I just slide down. 
<laughs> Huddling together, Krista Berg and Sharpie pour over the book, trying to study, while Mulrain ties blades to her legs. Hey, what's she, what's she trying to do? Doesn't matter. Read. Read. All right. So I, I read the book. Okay. You guys are reading the book. And I, I get naked while this is happening, walk up to the top of the steps with my loot and lay down in kind of like a Greek, like, 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 like urn pose, like just nude on my side and, and watching them read the book and watching Mulrain Tysaurus to herself, I just start like, like serenading the whole thing. Well, actually, your serenade is so powerful that everyone stops what they're doing and is paying attention to your, your sermon. Well, oh, what is he what, it's not a sermon. Oh, the dragon's dick is severed. Uh, okay, so guys, go ahead. Uh, no, do, I'm sorry. Do, do, do what you were doing. Did you have no, something to say? Uh-huh. Did you have I, something? Was just, I was just quietly being nude and playing my lute. Sorry. You're not being quiet and playing the lute. There's no... Oh. Okay, I, right. I, I, I play the Lady in Red, uh, song that, oh, a song God. that no, nobody will notice. No. Mulrain climbs to the top of the dragon and doing the maneuver she had mentioned earlier, which I still not fully understanding. <laughs> Manages How to not. It's it's very awkward and strange. Arms are used for doing things. Legs are used for moving people around. No, legs. Are, I take the legs dragon dick back. Legs are strong. They can be strong, strong, but they're not. Ladies, legs are strong. They don't handle swords. Thank you. They don't. Well, swords attached to her thighs. I take the dragon dick back. I take the dragon dick back from the head because I think it's going to get injured. Yeah, yeah. This. Well, that happens. But, I mean, you, you jump on and you do your thing and that and it knocks, <laughs> knocks the horns off. Yeah, fuck you. You realize that, or, I mean, you didn't realize. You always Not knew really. that Not dragon really horns you. are quite fuck you, magical. Dragon. It's okay. fine. Fuck everybody. <laughs> I don't care. I do, yeah, it's true. I don't know. I do feel like after this experience, I have to go home and think about physics a little bit I more. Just, yeah, I honestly... The first thing I thought. Yeah, I like that I'm physics I'm good at picturing is, uh, stuff in my head. Like, I mean, I wolf's jaws are strong. You don't use them to, you know, lift up a manhole cover. <laughs> well, I just know that my legs are stronger than my arms, and I wanted to cut off both of the dragon's horns. And that is what I, that's what I Are did. Are we still reading the blood book? Yeah, no. you guys are reading. It's actually going to take some hours. I mean, but yeah. We but take, you're, well, it feels like we have hours. We take those yeah, hours. Yeah, definitely. It, seem, mean, it seems like that dragon thing took hours, right? Like, it didn't take hours. In combat time, that probably, or, I mean, in actual, like, time time, it probably maybe took, uh, like, probably not even ten minutes. You guys ten. questioned it. I just wanted to do it, and you wanted to find out the logistics of it. It's not my fault. Nothing Producers. matters. I'm not here to make friends. Woo! <laughs> Just kidding. I'm only here to make friends. <laughs> but yeah, so you guys are studying. Uh, you're up there. I mean, you're in a room full of treasure. Okay. I uh, I examine the treasure. I, I I because they're all fucking about doing doing book reading and dragon slicing. I I, I go try to get my my grubby little fingers in the. Are you still naked? I'm still naked. It's important. Well, you know, it's weird. In D&D, people often get naked. Yeah. Like, not even for any reason other than to not have clothes. But anyway, you open a treasure chest. I it, feel like the overlap of people who play D&D and who get to get naked around other people is maybe not as huge. That's true. It's, uh, it's wish fulfillment. So in, in, in the nude, I... And I, no one laughed at me, is, is, <laughs> no, the, is the unspoken... Wish fulfillment. Yeah, that's the unspoken let, part after let's, every... Let's, let's all literally get naked right now, everybody. I'm in. Whoa! 
All right, so I, I, I examine the treasure. You examine the treasure. Uh, I said you're opening a treasure chest. Uh, okay. The small chest opens with a soft click. On the soft plush interior, you see four identical silver rings. A small inscription ring reads, Ring of Armor. Hmm. I, I, I put it on. You Where? feel as if you have, you know, you're stronger. At That's one of them. Attacks. One of them says "Ring of Armor." They all say, "Well, I mean, one inscription on the entire I, I, box." I, 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 first of all, before I put that on, I read all of yeah. the names off. So, uh, "Ring of Armor." Ring of Armor. The other one? They're all the same. That's all. Oh, they're all Ring of Armor. They're all Rings of Armor. I take one Ring of Armor and I put it on, and I look down at the two guys reading books, and Mulrain slicing dragon horns off with their with their calves, and and I go, everybody. And I throw them in a perfect throw. They all and I go, hey, everybody, stick stick a finger in the air. And then I do a little pirouette and I cascade them down. And they perfectly land down on each of their fingers. Yeah, one of them does. Um, <laughs> the other, the other. It's not two. what I said, Spencer. I Fuck said they per- you, dude. Why didn't you just hand them to us? Because now we have to go around looking for a ring. Why don't you just saw off a dragon's horn and not make a big thing oh, about it? Oh God. God. One I know. I was. Life. I was inspired by you, Moraine. I saw her doing it fancy. I think I, thought I, I heard it go in here. Uh, I Can think it's around here. Okay. Oh. So, so one lands on who? Oh, uh, Kumail gets it. The other two fall. Who's to Kumail? That's a. That's awesome. No one's ever done extra that points. Yeah. yeah. You gain three of uh, three hundred experience. Wow. That's true. You nice. can take that to the bank. What's a bank? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of Sharpie, that. Sharpie gets points. Just thou mean a money changer. Can we bend over and just the pick up the ring? Dwarves are celebrated bankers. Yeah, 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 you do. All right, that so happens. I bend over and I pick up the ring. People have rings I pretend now. that I caught it with my finger. Thank you, Mulrain. <laughs> I guess I could just read off other treasures if you want to just look for treasure, save some. We're time. still reading the book, right? That's true. Yeah, other than you caught the ring. Okay, I I, 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 fashion a cart and pretend it's shop to you drop, and I just start running around, <laughs> or supermarket sweep. I just start supermarket sweeping it around the around the the the, uh, the, the treasure chamber. Okay, you. I, find... I tie two carts to my legs. <laughs> It's going to slow you down, though. It's going to slow you down. You You find a magical liar of building. I put that in the cart. The magical liar of building? A building, like a small, like, liar. Like a musical instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's in my bag of holding? Uh, Most of your stuff. (laughs) Dungeon snap. No, that's just how it works. Like, it holds, you know, a lot of stuff. So it's just all your, most of your stuff's in it. Well, do you, you have any idea how much more shit I could put in it? Uh, A fair amount. I'd say it's less than half full. All right, well, I hand that off before I resume uh, blood magic research. I give it to uh, Peabody over there and uh, say, hey, fill this up. Who's Peabody? My friend, my lifelong friend, Quark. Quark, I'm Peabody? Oh, it's my, it's my nickname. Uh, it's, it's, you're, uh, hey, you're, uh, uh, I also attempt to call him Peabody <laughs> in, in order to affect more... Yeah. Uh, hey, Peabody. What is it, Snickerdoodles? <laughs> That's not... Call me Chris DeBerg. In, <laughs> in full. Uh, what is it, Chris DeBerg? Uh, yeah, Peabody, also do the, uh, what you're doing for Quar- uh, only, Sharpie. Only my friends can call me Peabody. And you okay, know what? Peabody. You're my friend. I knew it. All right, so I do what he said. That was heartwarming. It really was. I'm happy. You also find the goggles of minute seeing. Like a, like binoculars? 
Well, no. I mean, they're just, they're like little goggles that strap onto your head. They just see sand. I mean, you don't know what they just see until you put them on. I want. I'm small. Can I have those? I want I those. Like, I okay, crawl yeah. the holes and like do my newt singing. Yeah, stuff. I don't want that shit. <laughs> okay. All right. Can I? Can I inspect magic on the dragon's horns? Can I yeah, they're intensely magical, and you feel as if they can be used to power up spells or maybe make magical items or potions. Can I, can I use that on the magic penis to see if it has anything? To- Wait, use what? Whatever she used on the horns to find out how good they are. Oh, yeah, you didn't detect magic. You just know that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't detect magic, but yeah. Sorry. Um, so you can do that on the, the penis, and that is also magical. And less so than the horn, but still Fuck. magical. So it's less magical plus I have to hold a penis. Yeah. And it's pretty hefty. This is a heavy penis. Yeah, it's a burden. So as far as the spells go, I don't know what spells are available per these horns. Can I use them to make everybody in the party like me a lot? Um, well, you don't know. You aren't actually like a, a proper like wizard by You're trying. not a proper wizard. Truth, dungeon master. <laughs> Uh, so that's, how do I so so how do I figure I out what they're doing? I just said what I am, and that's not an insult. Yeah, but it's exciting. <laughs> okay. No, it was awesome. Okay, thanks, guys. Well, I was doing a bet. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, how do I find out what I can do with these horns? You'd have to talk to a wise sage or someone who knows much about dragons. Is that me? No. <laughs> hey, it's not me. <laughs> Would can it be I, Sharpie or he's he just a he's not a sage? He's a mage. Nah, you are a mage. I mean, you know that. I mean, dragon. I only know how to kill him. <laughs> well, can I can I present the horns to Sharpie and maybe he'll have some ideas? Yeah, definitely. Sharpie, you actually know how. Oh, oh, I should mention this. You all level up. I didn't have a queued up. But, uh, yeah, now that you're leveled up, you know Brew Potion. That's a feat you have now. So um, you know that dragon's horns can be used to make potions more, um, you know, powerful. So, like, okay. it's, expect- its effect would be heightened. Okay, so I present the, uh, the horns to, to uh, Sharpie. Hey, we're I- trying to read here. I'm just being a dick. <laughs> I, I, I go around uh, uh, Charles Deberg, Christoberg, sorry, and I, I present my horns to Sharpie, and I say, I don't, I don't know what to do with these, do you know? Aww. I don't know what to do. I'm a such a, I'm a such a dumb little archer. I have no idea. <laughs> what, the, what, the, what the fuck is going on? I, I immediately get an erection. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Is that weird? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I, uh... A weird, a weird perversion of... You know, how know women just... think that men like dumb women. Like, it's... She's, it's no, uh, that's speaking the... of uh, Celeste's thing at the end of King of the Nerds... Check it out, guys. Um, anyway, I'm doing a parody, but I... Uh, uh, oh, Total turn on. Okay, uh, all right, can hey, I... Hey, bro, you... Uh, I, re- bro. I redo that, I redo that. <clears throat> Sharpie. Yes? I have in my possession two dragon's horns. Put them in one of the bags. All right, first of all, don't tell me what to do. Okay. Second of all, I'll... 
put him in one of the what did you say? Bags. Why? Do you, are you I, able to they measure contain them? Things. What I, the fuck? But I, I, want, I want you to tell me. I want you to tell me what they can do. I, I the, hear that you can tell me what they can do. They make potions more strong. I pretend All to right, read well, the book and that. not listen to the fight. <laughs> All right. Hold on. It's can very I talk convincing. to a producer? I'm, I'm flummoxed by something. I want to stand atop the nearest mound of treasure and address the, my uh, 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 people. Um, um, you ascend a pile of 25,000 gold pieces. <laughs> Does anyone remember how we got here? I remember yes. my, my, my dad needed something. I, I don't... Uh, are, are we... We, we, were we wanted the... to get treasure and forge, and we got it. I think. No, we wanted to figure out what that soul thing was. What was that thing? The, the soul you of growth. You were looking for the soul Star. of growth. Yeah, that's true. The soul of growth. And we, and we there were shards for a while. What have what, what have we become? Look at us. It's like a Stephen King novel. I became, we are the monsters. <laughs> we are the dragons. We've lost our minds. I thought everything was going cool until that you boogie coochie poogie poogies. I mean, that was weird by any definition, yeah. I, I, it's not weird because Sharpie and I have had a romantic relationship, and maybe that's our language. Maybe that's how we express sexuality to each other. Sharpie, not weird. Sharpie didn't seem to be on board. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm You're fine right. With it. Yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying. Let me try something else. Hey. Uh, I'm Cork. <laughs> Are you interested in these horns? Uh, Wait, isn't he on top of the treasure pile now? He's on top of the treasure pile. So you're up there. So can we take all this treasure and bone the fuck out? Can we guess it? Yeah. All right. That's always been an option. Let's get this this loot and and, and press forward. The soul of growth is not going to grow itself a soul. Well, what the hell did we do? We wanted the soul of growth. What was the soul of growth? I left you guys because you guys were dicking about in the woods. And I said, I'm going to go try to become a better person. And I sought out after this thing. Is this the place where the Infinifish landed? Yeah. (laughs) So we're not even on goddamn earth. Like, we're on it. We're in some weird... Is, is, is anyone... Uh, what are we doing with our lives? Why don't like, you, we, 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 got, we got eaten by a fish. I have a script, too. I, I, I mean, that's, uh, that's long since gone. I, 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 Look, we got, uh, we got dragon horns. We got all the money we can carry. We got, you, now you guys can read that book. We can, uh, we can cast some spells. And it's some been potions. a good day. It's been a good day. It's been okay. It's been an okay day. Yes, it has it, but you could imagine. Who's got swords all over her legs? <laughs> all right, so let's take stock. Uh, let's fucking find the, the most likely exit and get get down to biz. <laughs> the exit of the soul of growth. Then we have to exit the the, the world that the Infinifish vomited well, us onto. But, but then we have to. Like, I just wanted to know what was in the horns. You, you can't tell me what's in the horns? Well, they, they make magic stronger, magic potions make, stronger. Uh, That's it's potion boosters. I'm, That's it's it? a bigger There's fish. There's Fine, bigger let's fish here. It, well, then let's just leave this area. Stop freaking out. I'm sorry. I'm having adventure phobia. Like, I, 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 I just, I'm starting to feel like I'm... I, I, I adventure just, phobia. Mm. I pretend like I'm asleep. <laughs> 
stop that. I, I, I strike out in the direction toward, there's a, Wait, there's can a I, light source, right? Isn't no. there, no. am I the one who knows where the soul of growth is? I led yeah, you here? Yeah, it's supposed to be in these ruins. Oh! Uh. Guys. Yeah? Thanks. Isn't this all, the, haven't we explored all the ruins? No. Yet? He's still treasure chopping. Ah! Ha! Why don't you pretend this is a wedding and go for it? <laughs> where where do we go? Um, we gotta go back up because we'd fallen down, right? I, I, as, I ascend the staircase to look for, an, uh, for a doorway. You don't see a doorway. However, you do see a massive sarcophagus surrounded by more treasure that you haven't picked up yet. I Ooh. open the sarcophagus. Whoa, 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 Texas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There could be a giant fucking mummy in there. Like, what, what, we just killed a dragon. We got horns. We got potions. We're fucking None fun. of that means that we want to fight a mummy now. <laughs> okay, I, I, I examine the writing. Is there, is there any writing? or? Can we look at this I thing? should mention you're illiterate, but yeah, there's no writing. <laughs> Nightmare. Well, just just pretending to, just to read. Spencer, Spencer. Oh, it says no mummy here. Spencer, uh, say, say, say the word Jeff. Jeff. Who's Jeff? <laughs> no, not Jeff. Sure. I pointedly clear my throat and pull out two uh, uh, a pair of prop glasses that I keep on me and put them on, and I examine the uh, coffin. Again, no writing. What? Do what coffins you, normally have writing on them? Hey, uh, we're not coffin experts. Do sarcophagi? I wouldn't know. Hieroglyphs, Hieroglyphs are technically writing. What's this thing made out of? Wood, stone, obsidian? I'd say obsidian. <laughs> are, there any, are there any other doorways in this room that we're in? No, there was the one you came in. I, All right, well, let's open it. I open the, sar the, uh, the coffin, the sarcophagus. Opening the, the sarcophagus, you see a bizarre sight. Resting in the coffin is a skeleton wrapped in plants. God damn it! Thin tendrils are wrapped around the body, covering it in ivy leaves and small blossoms and flowers, and all manner of different strange foreign plants cover its body. On the breast of the skeleton is a perfectly spherical amber orb. You can see that inside the orb is a strange plant that is changed changing states between seed, seedling, shrub, tree, and flower. The inside Holy of the shit. orb is always shifting, and if you touch it, you get the sense of vitality. The soul of growth. I literally got chills down my spine. <laughs> Just unironically excited. Oh, snickerdoodle. Just, okay, that's not, no, it's not catching on. <laughs> Nobody's on board. Okay, that's another whiff. I, 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 I say Sharpie, uh, you're, you're kind of the, uh, the, uh, the Hannibal of this A-team. Why don't you go up there and, uh, like... All right, play the right song when I pick it up. Uh, I pick it up. You pick it up. You feel nature's magnificence filling you. It's obviously a powerful artifact. You get the sense that it's the soul of growth or something. It swirls like well water in my head. But if I focus, I can feel it. A million thoughts of a million people calling out. Hi. Aaron McGathy, Kamel Nanjiani, Spencer Crittenden one more time. We did it. 
We found the solar growth. Yeah, we don't want to go down the road of picking and choosing, but I, I'm going to say worst worst D and D chapter ever. Right? No, that was a shit fest. Just by any metric, like like if you measure it by how much we got done, zero. Nothing. We hung out. We went shopping. Nothing happened. We That's like wa- it was like watching. I imagine like watching Desperate Housewives or whatever you call it, like the Real Housewives of Orange County or whatever. Usually people say, we look for treasure, and I say the names of the treasure, and people don't interrupt me, and I finish explaining all the treasure. Oh, baby, I'm not, I'm, that's not a critique on you. Don't I know, no, I, I don't think it is. No, it's I'm a critique just saying, on us. If you want more things to happen. Oh, no, no, baby, baby. <laughs> it's not, that's not, everyone knows that you're good at what you do. I'm saying, I'm trying to help. No, well, don't, I mean, you, we're unhelpable. We're... <laughs> We're the worst. Sometimes we just that was madness. I just, still enjoy it. Just just to be clear for everyone, I, I love it's okay. this. You know, I love like it. like my friend Neil Goldman used to say on Community, like ah, a bad piece of pizza is still pizza. That's what we would say. You know, you read the Onion AV review. I go, eh, whatever. Still an episode of Community. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 after after playing D and D a million times, I'm still intimidated. I, I I'm going to do something wrong in some way, but like it was still. Well, still, I, you, I assume you're over that anxiety now. <laughs> I think we've all le- leapt headlong over that. Well, no, I still feel like I'm going to fuck shit up. But like, so not, even when I do something bold, like open a sarcophagus, everybody freaks out and tells me I'm a bad person. That's just me. I'm a, I'm a chicken. Like, I just want right. to look at things. Well, yeah. can I speak to that? Is that you're from an age in which D&D was very much about torturing players by the dungeon masters. Like, you'd walk into the room and the door would eat you. And if you kill the door, then the floor will try and strangle you. And if you do that, there's a, there's a treasure chest. And if you open that that'll bite your face off like that's literally how it goes so it makes a lot of sense that your like style is very uh, cautious well you're acting like it's like a generational thing like, it what is, is it? no no for 25 uh, after a lot the spin of those... doctors we started like <laughs> you walk up you walk up to an owl bear and you're like fuck you what are you an owl or a bear uh, a lot of a lot of those monsters like there was a thing that was a tree stump with a rabbit on it, but right. if you approached it, it would eat you. Yeah, um, it, um, yeah, like that. Those got phased out because they weren't fun; they were just torturous. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so wow. like like Gary Gygax loved that shit. So, but I mean, after as it the game evolved, it. Kind you know, of I got talked away. to him on the phone. No, I is he dead? I think yeah, he's dead. He's yeah. I talked to him on the phone once. Yeah, I. I you... Rob Schraub made a comic book called Scud the Disposable Assassin. When I was it's when great. I was when I was uh, your age, young man. We had a we, we, we did an issue of the comic book that was like a special like Scud went to D and D world for an uh, an issue, and we wanted to have the cover be like. Uh, and I had I talked to Gary. We, we were we were looking for a specific artist. The guy what was his name Teasley Beasley Easley. Yeah, uh, we wanted him to so like Anybody like like Beasley? the Woo! old school like first edition Dungeon Masters guide. Like we wanted that style of oil painting for uh, for the cover of the thing. And the only guy that that had that guy's number was Gary Gygax. I had to <laughs> talk to him on the phone and just talk to him for a little bit. And then I think he died a week later. I don't know. <laughs> Also, you know who else died? Kinwa Akibi, author. Uh, he's dead. He's another guy that I've been bringing up lately. Um, who should I bring up tonight? Like, randomly. I, I think half of the half of the members of Enigma are gonna <laughs> are in trouble. There's gonna be a weird private jet crash. All right, so Harmon, fifty uh, fifty podcast episodes. Uh. Fifty podcast rap. Oh yeah. All right. Which uh, which which beat do you want? 
Do the, do the, I don't know, man. Yo, breakdown, 50 episodes. Fucked your mama so hard, I dropped a million loads. Put my dick inside her pussy can tame. I fucked your mama until she was lame. Broke her left leg and her right leg too. Fucked your mama and I came white blue. Stuck her to the wall, mailed her to China. Fucked your mama and it couldn't be finer. Fucked your mama on the great wall. Fucked your mama with both balls. Fucked your mama in all of Japan. Fucked your mama so hard. Fucked her hard as I can. Fucked your mama in the ocean. Fucked your mama in the sky. Fucked your mama and I don't know why. Yes, I do. I like to fuck her. Fucked your mama like my name was Chris Tucker. Mad TV. Fucked your mama hard. Fucked your mama like my dick was a shard of power. Every hour. Fucked your mama every minute like a flower. Blooming from the dirt to the sky. Fucked your mama in her thigh. Between the two of her thighs, in her pussy, in her thighs. Fucked your mama, made her pregnant. Fucked your mama, and I don't know, egg, 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 Fuck your mama when Seg- you segment, 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 Fifty episodes. Fuck your mama and I made her pregnant. Fuck your mama for a new segment called Fucking Your Mama, the way I do it. Fuck your mama like my name was Ray Pruitt. It's a friend of ours. It doesn't. Yeah. Um. Yeah, come on. That's, I mean, that's, uh, look, first of all, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but... Okay, so that was a milestone because that was like. That was, the, that was the weakest reaction to a rap and also the best I've ever rapped ever. That was the most incredible rap I've ever heard. And I'm me. Which is good. That's great. That, me- that means you guys expect me to rap that okay. good. Keep it going. Stay in the zone then, man. Stay in the zone. We're going to end this uh, thing. Come on. 50 episodes. Fuck your mama on the... Shit. Ah, uh, yeah. Fuck your mama like a pig and a cow. Fuck your mama and I don't know how. Yes, I do. I'm gonna tell you right now. Fuck your mama. Shit, fuck. Speed the plow. David Mamet. Fuck your mama. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Fuck your mama in the space and time. Fuck your mama with a little squeeze of lime. Fuck your mama with the citrus seed. Fuck your mama because that's all I need. I'm your daddy. You're my son. I fucked your mama just for fun. I left you behind with a rock. I said, lift it when you get old enough to put on socks. When you lifted it, you found some shoes. Fucked your mama, that's what we do. You gotta fuck your own mama now. Fucked your mama like a ox pulls a plow. Fucked your mama because my name's Ulysses. Fucked your mama, I don't need... <laughs> Shit. Ready? Break it to you. Oh, yeah. Wait. Oh, feel it. Wait till you feel it. Hold on. Vincent Price. Ah, 50 episodes of a podcast like creepy crawly spiders crawling on your skeleton soul. A million horrors in locked in a thousand coffins, meaning that each coffin has a thousand horrors in it. The distribution of horrors to coffins. Absolutely inefficient. The island of Cyprus never knew such horrible catastrophes. 
he's rapping about fucking your mama. Thank you, Vincent. Breakdown. 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 Everybody's having a breakdown. 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 Break it down. Build it up. Break it down. Build it up. Then break it down. Break it up like a little town. Build it up from the street to the sky. But your mama. Hi. Thank you for coming to Harmontown, everybody. 50 episodes. Can you believe it? Thank you, Genevieve Pearson, for coming up. Thank Chris Humphrey or Mumford or whatever. Breakdown. Oh, yeah. Breakdown. Breakdown. Aaron McGathy, Spencer Crittenden, Camille Nanciani. I'm Jeff Davis. Thank you, everybody here at Nerd Melt. Dan, you, you're gonna keep going. You wanna, you wanna walk up there? Dan Harmon, everybody. Breakdown. 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 Yeah. All right. Next week, we'll get it. It's ten dollars. Really think about it. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.